Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Road to the championship truly starts today. The best of the best, the Elite Eight. It's Championship Friday, man. Put your extra mouthpiece in, pad up, take some extra Tylenol. Let's go play 60, man. The road to Glendale, right here, baby. No excuses, rent's due. Rent's due. No excuses. Well, he may be a little bit, and nobody cares. You know that shirt Lamar Jackson wears? Nobody cares. That's a great shirt and a theme for this weekend. Nobody cares about excuses. Nobody gives a shit about anything. Win. Win the game. Win the game. Giants and Eagles. um, Jags and Chiefs. Bengals and Bills, Cowboys and Niners. It's going to be a great championship weekend. It really is. And the road to Glendale is going to be really exciting to watch. Look, wild card weekend is great. And I told you guys this. Look, man, wild card weekend, divisional round, and conference championships are traditionally the best football of the year. They did not disappoint. The team that disappointed the most last week were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They blew out loud. Time to go here, man. Time to go. Here, let's start it out here with the Eagles. Do the Eagles stop the hype train known as Daniel Jones? And I want to say this to you. Real quick out of the top here. Jalen Hurts needs a Philly moment. I'll say it again. Jalen Hurts needs a Philly moment. All the greatest athletes in the history of that city have had a moment that brought a championship. Malone, 83. Rose, in 80 along with Schmidt. 
right? Nick Foles. Zach Ertz. All these guys had great Philly moments. How about just recently in Philly, Bryce Harper? Right, Xander? That home run that he basically carried the entire city said, here we go. And he gets up to the plate, and he has a Philly moment. That's what I'm talking about. Being remembered. Joe Montana, the catch, the drive. All those great spectacular moments. Dude, Tyreek Kill is the most famous New York Giant wide receiver in history. It's not Beckham. He had a Super Bowl moment. Eli Manning. Nobody would put Eli Manning on a top 10 list when it came to greatest quarterbacks of all time. I'll tell you what, though. He did beat the GOAT twice in MVP fashion. Right? Everybody has a moment. Jalen hasn't had one yet. There's no moment in his career. Zero. This is where legacies, again, as we say, are built. Okay? Legacies are built in the postseason. You make your own history in the postseason. How many times have you guys come out, rightfully so, and you tell me about all these empty calorie stats that Kirk Cousins have? As far as I'm concerned, Jalen Hurts has empty calorie stats. Kurt won a ton of games. Kurt puts a ton of yards up. Kurt hasn't won shit. No one looks at him as an elite guy. Hey, how about this? Lamar Jackson. You got to be a little bit more successful in the postseason, don't you, Lamar? With all the great things that you accomplished in the regular season, unanimous MVP, led the NFL in touchdown passes, those are all tremendous achievements. But when you get to the postseason, it's got to be more than just one. Everyone makes it. Everyone. It's not shade. It's reality. And in a city like Philly, that's how you remember these guys. Hey, I'll tell you the most unbelievable misconception that's going on about Jalen Hurts is the fact that Eagle fans and people around the country think the reason that you like Jalen is because he works hard. The reason you like Jalen is because you see the potential of something that could be. It's not because he's a good dude. Nobody gives a shit about that. Good dudes, whatever. Coming over to my house for dinner matters. Showing up at Lincoln Financial to win a ball game, it has no bearing. Has zero bearing. Just about winning ball games. Jalen Hurts needs a Philly moment. Foles has one. Look at look at the three superstar athletes you have in Philly right now. Dude, Joel Embiid is making a run at the MVP again. And I don't think they'll catch Boston in the East. I don't. But they're kind of right there with Milwaukee. There was conversation of potentially 
people thinking that maybe the best thing to do is trade him. <laughs> you might want to wipe that one out. You might want to take that take back. Then you got Harper leading your team to the series. Look at how all these cool young players you have, and now you got Hurts. Hurts is the least accomplished superstar in your city. But if he starts winning postseason games, people are going to start looking at him in a whole different light and even more revered. Okay? Even more revered. See, I can't sit here and go, well, he's going to do I'm not that guy, dude. I look at what people, and, and, and people, it's, it's so crazy because people will look at me and go, you changed your take. I did because the player improved or he got worse. Like Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones got better, I think. I'm not a forecaster. I'm a guy that looks at trends. What people do. I look at the result more, more so than the method. That's why someone goes, so Sills, you're saying that you got to, you know, you, you think they can win this week, but you don't like dual threat. Well, that's what the Eagles have built. This is the dinner they serve. And it's been successful. There's a lot of people in the restaurant. They got a lot of patrons. May not be my style. But that doesn't mean it doesn't work. Right? I can't wait to see this thing. I, I love, you know, the reality. This is a reality show that we don't have the script to. You know, all these reality shows you watch on television, you see all the shows on TV and you go, well, we know what the ending's going to be because it's a movie. The NFL is the greatest running reality television show that you just don't know. And it's why. Millions and millions and millions and millions of people show up each and every single weekend to watch the games. Hey, by the way, if they get bounced by the Giants or they get bounced in the conference championship, would this Eagle season be a complete failure? Would this, would this be a complete failure if the Eagles don't get to the Super Bowl in Glendale? Yes or no? I'm curious how you look at this. Is, is this Super Bowl or bust? Five Star says, indeed. Mike says, not at all. Go Sixer says, yes. Jeremiah, absolutely. I think it actually would be yes. Rock says, yes. Got to win one playoff game, G-Money says. No disappointed. Absolutely. They push all their chips into the center of the table. Can I ask you guys this, though? Don't you admire that point, what Warrior's saying? Ball bounces a funny way sometimes. Double doinker. Wide right. Fumble. A, a, a Velcro helmet catch. It's funny. It's true, though, right? Ball bounces a funny way. Double doinker. 
lose by a double doinker. It'd be a failure. <laughs> you know what? I don't want to give you a shitty answer on that. I don't know. I don't know. By the way, Philly 500 will join us at 4.30 Eastern time. We'll get our boys' thoughts. He will step in with us at 4.30 Eastern time. And I'll ask him the question, Super Bowl or bust? Super Bowl or bust? Is Hurts feeling the pressure? Great question. We're going to get to that here in a second here. I'm going to tell you how this will play out, in my opinion, on Saturday night. Very impressive performance by the Eagles opponent, the New York Giants, this past week against Minnesota. However, let's temper this. Minnesota, did we believe in them all year? I wouldn't say I did. Right? I would say I did not. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people in here did not believe that the Minnesota Vikings were what their record was. You see, here, here, here's a great example of that. You win 12, 13 games, people could fire at me, Minnesota Vikings, 12 or 13 wins. Did I think that team was that team? Absolutely not. 14 and three Eagles, did I think that they were that team? Yes. Yes. Yes, because just about every game they were in, they dominated. They just about dominated every game they were in. Okay? They were very impressive against the Vikings, the Giants. Jones, in my opinion, okay, I don't believe he's going to have the windows to throw the football in that he did against that Donatell defense. Those windows were wide open, and I'm talking passing windows. I think they're going to be tighter windows for Daniel Jones to operate because I think the Eagles are going to do a better job at containing the edges against him. Barkley's going to be a key in this thing here. That tight end's going to be a key. But what they're going to try to do immediately to the Eagles is spread them out so that they can create passing lanes for Daniel Jones. I believe they'll be tighter. Okay? The turnover is going to be enormous in a game with two dual-threat quarterbacks. And I hate to do the obvious, but the team with the least amount of turnovers is probably going to win this thing. And who's been more apt not to turn it over? I know Jones has done a better job of it, and that's probably been one of the turnarounds. But let's not forget again, three straight days I said this to you. You know, people are talking like the Giants are rolling into this thing where they're on a high note. They're three, five, and one. We're not talking about an 11-game win streak up in San Francisco here. We're talking about a team that's kind of finding themselves now. Minnesota had these gigantic open... I mean, every time I watched Daniel Jones throw the ball, it looked like a barn door was open. It looked like a college... It looked like a college game. They were wide open. Some of those passing lanes, I couldn't believe. Now, that was because of his versatility and him being able to get out in the perimeter and roll. Okay? The Giants OC, Mike Kafka has done a well of a job at one thing, protecting the football and putting this kid, Daniel Jones, in a position to succeed. He really has. 
him and Dable have crafted this kid. And let's put it this way. At the beginning of the year, would we not have agreed this? Okay? Brian, the Giants are peaking, I think. But remember something, Brian. When you say peaking, do you think they're going to do it again in back-to-back playoff games? Man, we're not talking about back-to-back regular season games. These are back-to-back playoff games. The pressure is mounted. You think he and that staff and everyone puts that game. And again, I think the confidence level of beating Minnesota in Minnesota, I think that goes so far. Because once you get into a fight, what's Mike Tyson say? Hey, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the head. Then we'll find out who you are. So, I mean, I think they're playing well. Okay, I do. I think they're playing better. And this Kafka guy has done a great job. I'm going to show you what this team has done. Okay? At the beginning of the season, this team was a running back-centric football team. Daniel Jones was an ornament. Don't turn the ball over. Get Barkley going. Let's get the offense going. And they got out to some success. All of a sudden, there was a lull in the season for the Giants. What happened? Team started figuring it out. Stop Barkley, stop the Giants. They had to get Jones going. He just couldn't be a signature back there or a a figure just sitting back there and not being utilized. The most important player position on the field has to be a factor in winning ballgames. So what did they do? They took some pages out of the Philly playbook. Well, the kid moves rolls well, he moves in the pocket well, and he moves out in space well. Let's see if we can craft something. Well, guess what? At the beginning of the season, it was a Barkley team. Now, it looks more like Daniel Jones is carrying the football team. They've gone through that entire transition from the beginning of the season on being a Saquon Barkley team to being a Daniel Jones team. That's quite an accomplishment. For a guy they didn't even believe in. You don't, you, you don't sit here and tell me on January 20th you believed in Daniel Jones in September when you didn't pick his 50-year option up. You could tell me all the shit you want in the media, but your actions are this. Hey, and by the way, the Giants, as I've been saying the last week here, the Giants are in a pickle here. <laughs> are you gonna franchise? Are you gonna franchise tag the guy? In the offseason, that's $46.3 million. Good luck to you. Are you going to give him a three-year contract at $150 million? What are you going to do? I mean, Daniel Jones is going to get paid, especially if he goes in there and upsets that team. You know, I'll tell you something. I feel like I might take the Giants in the points because I don't think this thing is going to be seven and a half. I'm going to get to that here in a minute. Hertz's health is a big issue here. We're going to find out about the play calling and Shane Steichen on what he can or cannot do right away. Okay, will they get Goddard going like I said yesterday? Goddard's the key to this because the giant linebackers can't cover tight ends. Put on the game film. They cannot cover tight ends. Get Sanders going. Run him. 28. Dude, Miles Sanders better get 28 carries in this ballgame. And Jalen around 12. That's what I want to see. 28 to 12, but not the other way. Jalen, if if they play this right, getting 
getting Goddard going, they could win this game by 14 points. They don't. And they think they're going to start and start to establish the perimeter. They're going to get beat. Because that means they're cutting back on what they're going to do with Jalen Hurts. Hurts has got to be full go, man. Full go. By the way, if I were the Eagles, I would be preparing. And fans, I would be preparing. If Hurts has to come out because he got dinked, I would have plays designed especially for Gardner Minshew. And if Lane can't finish, you better have plan B. What's your plan B? Are you flipping Mulata? Are you keeping Goddard in? You keep Goddard in? What's that do? Takes him out of the offensive passing attack. Are you going to go two tight end set? How are you? Miles Sanders' knee injury. How are you going to accommodate that? How are you going to adjust to that? If they start attacking the middle zone because Avante Maddox isn't back there and you know the linebackers on the giant or Eagles struggle on covering tight ends and backs themselves. Okay? Jalen Hurts has got a lot on the line here. He does. He's got a lot on the line here. Okay? I'm going to get to him in a minute here. Him personally. And guess what's happened in New York? The defensive line has showed up finally. Their interior tackles are the best in the NFL. They they got the two best interior D tackles in the league. And they have shown up. And I would say they've shown up the last five weeks. I watched them, and they're 22 the last couple weeks. I'll tell you something. That Dexter Lawrence is a machine. You are not – that matchup against Landon Dickerson, I can't wait to watch that. Okay? Landon Dickerson is going to have his hands full. The other guy, Williams, too. That's going to be an interesting matchup. And then you're going to put KV on Thibodeau over on Lane. I would – I would I would stress Lane out immediately. And the Giants, in my opinion, like Wink, I think Martindale's going to go over there, and I believe that they're going to run as many games as they possibly can on Lane to try to stress that injury he has. Move him. Move his feet. Run him in a wide nine. Get him out there. And if they see Lane is back to Lane, they'll move Thibodeau, and you'll know that Lane is good to go. If you start seeing Lane having issues and struggling, they're going to attack that side. And when they get Driscoll in there, that's going to make it a long game as well. The giant D-line has showed up. Okay, Heat and that team has showed up. Okay? I can't wait to see this. That's a different giant defense. The last couple weeks. That's a different looking defense. I'm going to be interested to see how this thing matches up. You know, I mean, hey, I thought Kelsey did a nice job on him in week 14. Let's see if they do it again. And now look, Minnesota's O-line versus the Eagle O-line. 
It's like comparing the moon and the sun. You can't. You can't. You got Hall of Famers littered all over the line, all pros everywhere in the O-line, everywhere. You don't have that on the Eagle defensive line, but you got it. Think about it. You got Hall of Famers and pro bowlers at almost, they do, at every position. Tackles, guards, center. Okay? That's a Hall of Fame O-line. 30-28. Eagles win the game. And a nail-biter. Because I think Daniel Jones and that coaching staff are going to have some success on them. I think the Eagles are going to come out, and I think they're just got to stay patient. Even if the Giants grab a lead. By the way, the best thing for the Giants, if the Giants want to win this game, do not get behind. Because they'll run the clock on you. And they'll run you out of the game. It's important that the Giants have a lead going into half. If they don't, they can't. I don't think they can win. And I don't think they could put up the offensive firepower that the Eagles can, if healthy again. That's always the asterisk here. And here's the thing about Hassan Reddick. Hassan may run into a few sacks. But they're going to move him around as much as they possibly can. Because they don't have the offensive firepower in the offensive line that the Eagles do to protect and pass probe. That's why you saw him moving around the way they did. Barkley's also the key here for the Giants. He's a key. Pass catching. He's I'll tell you this. Saquon Barkley is a dual threat back. He can catch, take it to the house. He can run it up the middle and take it to the house. Rare guy. Keeping him contained will keep Daniel Jones contained. If Barkley starts getting established, the Eagles are in for a four-quarter football game. Okay? Now, I would say this to you. Watch this. Do the e- and, and you have to understand something about matchups. You don't have to have an equal roster like the Eagles to beat them. You don't. What is the one thing that the Giants have that the Eagles aren't great at. They got a feature back. Stopping your run, they're 16th, up from 22. Better. Their linebackers struggle at covering tight ends. I don't know who this kid was last week. Can they do that again? Like, again, somebody asked me about the Giants a couple minutes ago. I don't know yet. Can they put two games together? I'm not sure. However, their coaching's better. Look at what they've done. Like I said, look at what they've done at the beginning of the year. It was a Barkley-centric team. And in the process of seven months, they have changed that into a Daniel Jones team. Because the more confidence they got in him, the more they saw him producing, the more they were comfortable in the plays they were designing for him. It's almost like the way they look at Jalen. You're comfortable on fourth down with Jalen Hurts. Why? Because Jalen has mastered the fourth down quarterback sneak as good as Brady. When you see Daniel Jones getting out in the perimeter, you understand that this guy, I'll tell you this, one thing about Jones, Jones is, listen, I'm saying he's pretty accurate and 
he's got a little Aaron Rodgers in him in the perimeter. When he breaks out into space, right or left, that's another key thing. He's not a right guy. What I mean by that is some guys like Montana like to roll right all the time. He can roll both ways. He's pretty, he's a pretty good athlete. And he he makes plays rolling both ways. That's a trick. That's coaching too. Okay? That's coaching. Keep an eye on third down. Look at what the percentages are. If you start to see the Giants slip below 28%, the defense is doing their job. If you see the Giants up around 48, 53, somewhere in between there, the Giants are moving the ball. Keep an eye on time of possession. The rushing yards, obviously turnovers. That's going to be essential in this thing. I think that game in Minneapolis gave the New York Giants a ton of confidence. Okay? You, 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 you believe. Okay? You believe you can beat this team. Now, they're also being pitched. They're not as healthy as they were when we played them in week 14. See, that's a coaching mistake sometimes. When you hear people do that, hey, this isn't the same team we played in week 14. What happens when the Eagles show up and all of a sudden they are and they knock you in the face and knock you on your ass? Then you get blown out. I'm always, I'm always careful to say, be expecting their best. I don't coach you the other way. Hey, that's not the same team. I don't like that because when you get surprised and they do punch you in the face, to me, that's a remedy to get destroyed in a game. Okay? I'm not going to tell you that because what happens if the guy hits you back? I want you to fight back. I don't want you to be anything unexpected. Hey, expect, expect the Eagles at their best. And if it just so happens, you notice Lane can't finish, Jalen's not as healthy, all of a sudden you get more confidence as the game goes on. You don't want it going the other way. You want your guys expecting to be in a fist fight. Okay? I hate when coaches do that. Hey, we're playing better than them. I don't even like to go there. We're 14 and three. We had to play playoff football for two months. You know, you know what I mean? You, you, you may say shit like this. Hey, they're not going to know what to expect when they see us because we're a different giant team. That, that's cool talk. I'm all right with that because you are a different giant team, I think. Okay? If I were the Giants, I would expect the Eagles best. And if it happens to come anything short of that, the Giants would be, I think the Giants would be in the ball game anyway. I do. I think the Giants will be in the ball game anyway. I think the fans will be a factor, but I'll tell you something too. That place is going to get rowdy if that thing's close in the fourth. And that place is going to be electric. And there's no doubt fan bases like Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Chicago, um, Philadelphia, players feel it. Players feel it. The more the game goes on and it's close, the more pressure the Eagles have. You're a seven and a half point favorite. Okay? You mean to tell me you get into the fourth quarter 
And you should expect close games. Pretty much every one of those games last weekend were close ball games. Look at what was that, a point spread of 14 points? The Jags were underdogs? Or no, it was the Dolphins? Shit, man, Skylar Thompson almost beat their ass. Don't look at that shit. All right. Let me get to Jalen Hurts here now. Let me get to Hurts. This is Jalen's second biggest test of his career. He passed the first test. Having a exceptional regular season. That's his first test. But guess what? When you're considered a franchise quarterback, welcome to the NFL, Jalen. If you're calling him elite and franchise, I'm not. Because he hasn't done anything or won anything. Here's his second test. It's Saturday night. Don't worry about Super Bowls or NFC Championship games because every moment that you've been in a championship setting, you've been destroyed. Everyone from college to the pros. This is your chance now because if you lose, they're going to start bringing everything I just brought up up because they always do. It's funny when I listen to people talking about Aaron Rodgers, they tell half the story. They never bring up he won a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP. They exclude that to fit a narrative. To me, I don't think you can have a narrative on one's resume. And the people that take a shit on the great resumes traditionally don't have a legacy of their own. And that's why they dissect legacies. Me, I like the entire story. Like here. Okay? And I'll tell you what, Trexler, I ain't talking about Josh Allen or Joe Burrow's got an AFC championship, dude. Your guy ain't won shit yet. This is about Jalen Hurts. No one else. Your guy, stay on, stay on point, guys. Stay on point. Stay on point. Every time he's been in a championship moding will be brought up. Every time that Joe Burrow has been in a championship setting, he has excelled. National championship, AFC championship. This week he's got no alignment. That won't matter to him. He'll make that Buffalo game close. Okay? This is a great moment. This is one of those moments that Jalen has to take. And like I said, has to have a Philly moment. And you can't go like this. Well, he'll play well. Where do you get that from? What, what, what championship setting can you, can you go to? Shit, I can almost do that with Trevor Lawrence. He never lost his composure in the second half. Did they have a ton of turnovers in the first? Yeah, but they never lost, and he believed in his coach, and they won the playoff game. And, you know, everyone's like, well, well, Sills, Jalen played against the GOAT. Oh, I see. 
So you can make excuses up for Peyton Manning getting destroyed by Brady his entire career. Okay? But but you make excuses for Peyton. Peyton's an underachiever. Shit, the guy in Pittsburgh did more than, than Peyton Manning did in the postseason. Fact. Peyton won one Super Bowl in Indy. Roethlisberger won more. Peyton had to go somewhere else to win it. Shit, his own brother is more successful in the postseason. At least his brother beat Brady. How many times did Peyton Manning get destroyed by Tom Brady and the Patriot teams? A ton. But we selectively pick who we want to choose not to hammer. So we'll go after Rodgers because he's non-vaccinated or whatever stupid reason. Okay? <laughs> I told everyone Hertz was, was, he's tops in all categories. What categories? It ain't passing yards. It's not completions. It's not attempts. It's not touchdown passes. Completion percentage and quarterback ranking. Cr- great. So if I throw the ball 17 times a game less than you, come on, man. By the way, how many? I mean, I didn't want to go there. Peyton Manning was a complete flop, if according to some of you. He was 14 and 13. Is that a good record? Peyton Manning is 14 and 13 in the postseason. 14 and 13. <laughs> 14 and 13. And the majority of those 13 losses were you know to who. Okay, 14 and 13, Peyton Manning. And Aaron Rodgers is 13 and 12. But Aaron Rodgers sucks and Manning's great. Yeah, okay. Turnover ratio. There you go, baby. The least gifted passer in the postseason is your boy Jalen Hurts. But maybe the best quarterback in the postseason. Think about that for a little bit. He's the least gifted passer of any. Let me see. Yeah. He's the least gifted passer of the final eight quarterbacks in the playoffs. But he just might be your best quarterback. And you'll see what I mean. If he's able to get this thing to Glendale. You're going to have to throw to win in the playoffs. Okay. He's probably better than Daniel Jones. He's probably, I don't know, probably better. But then again, Daniel Jones throws the trash cans right now. I mean, there's not even Devontae Smith on that team. (laughs) And he almost threw for just as many passing yards as Jalen did. That shows you. He had nobody in New York to throw the ball to. I don't even know if there's a guy over 600 yards receiving, is there? Danny Dimes. Hardest worker. Welcome to the NFL. Big deal. What, you think everybody else doesn't work in the NFL? Jalen is going to have a 400-yard passing game. Silio <laughs> uh, <laughs> is the first person I've heard bring up Manning squandered 
outside of my uh, hey hey Peyton Manning you think he overachieved or underachieved in Indianapolis Alf over or underachieved what do you think you think he over or underachieved Peyton Manning in Indy threw for a ton of yards shit he's got just as many wins in Indianapolis as Joe Flacco has in Baltimore Oh, yeah, I forgot. Hurts making $50 million. Not happening. Never. Never. $50 million. Let's do this now. Let's go here. Brian Dable versus Nick Sirianni and his coaching staff. We got. Who do you have? Who do you got? Double. 4K, baby. Where is it? 35 touchdowns. Never happened. Hey. Brian Table versus Nick Seriani. What coaching staff do you buy into more in this game on Saturday night? Seriani. New York. Sirianni by 10 miles. <laughs> Sirianni. Okay, what's Nick's job? Nick, Nick. Nick is not the head coach. He's the head coach with the nameplate on the door. Don't you get it? I mean, Nick Sirianni? How much say does he have in the game plan being constructed, you think? A little? A lot? Or is it the quarterback's decision-making on RPOs? When you got a co- – hey, all I, all I needed to know was watching Gardner Minshew get coached. It was very evident. That staff don't know shit. That staff doesn't know shit. Hey, let's give, let's give Gardner Minshew the same game plan and the same playbook that Jalen has. You heard Seth Joyner a couple days ago that was on the program going, man, go out into the draft and get a guy that runs the Jalen Hurts system because Gardner Minshew can't. But yet the Eagle coaching staff thought he could. And he can't outrun. He he couldn't outrun a dude working at White Castle. But you yet put a game plan together for a dude that couldn't jump over a stack of quarters. And it was the Hurts game plan. Dude, I saw Brian Dable and I saw Kafka put a game plan together with the B team or the JV Giants and it pushed the Giants and it made the Eagles have to play their starters all 60 minutes of the ball game. Congratulations to you. In the final game against the JV Giants, Brian Dable made you play the Eagle, first team guy, 60 minutes. How crazy is that? You tell me what a better coaching staff is. The king of starting the wave or the guy in New York? I think the guy in New York is superior, and I don't think it's close. That's right, baby. Team Dable. All right, let's go here now. <laughs> By the way, Rankings of the quarterbacks that are in 
the playoffs, not my rankings, not my rankings, a network ranking. Okay? A network ranking. What do you think they got Hurts ranked? <laughs> we'll get to that here in a minute. Jones versus Hurts. Who has the better game? Who has the better game? Hertz or Jones? Jones is more accomplished than your guy. Know this going into this game. And as my boy Tone would say, technically. <laughs> he's technically. Technically. Hertz. Hertz by a mile. Hurts by a mile. Okay. Hurts by a mile. <laughs> yeah. Look at look look at Rock Steady. Hopefully hurts. Jones never made a pro bowl. Oh no. <laughs> Don't get bounced. MVP candidate. Who has the better game? Who's more likely? Okay. Who's more likely to have the better game? Let's take a look at what they're facing. Dimes Jones or Jalen Hurts? Jones is 1-0 in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts is 0-1. What if Jalen can't run? What if he can't run? What if he can't run? Travis says Jones. Jones only threw for 233 times this year. Big deal. Who gives a shit? This is Saturday. Saturday night. Stay stay with me, guys. What you did in September matters nothing here. Nothing. Matters nothing. You really think this is a question? I do because your guy has shit the bed the entire time he's ever played in the postseason. College to the pros. You bet I do, Mask. There's nothing to hang on where you're telling me that he's going to have a great postseason yet. You got to give me more than just wishful thinking. The kid in New York at least has performed and won. And let's not forget, Jalen Hurts didn't play Tom Brady. He played against the Buccaneer defense. Brady don't play linebacker. Jones will fall back to earth tomorrow? Why? Because you think Jonathan Gannon is going to out... Here's why I think Jones may have a better game. He's got a better play caller. He's got better coaching staff offensively. They're smarter than Nick's staff. 
One game, 60 minutes. This isn't best of seven. So one game for 60 minutes of football, you take Sirianni over the coach of the year in the NFL and Brian Dable. Brian Dable's going to be the NFL coach of the year because it's New York. Probably get it over Doug. And probably the guy in... I, I think Sirianni's probably fourth or third because the guy in Detroit will get some votes too, Dan Campbell. Doug Peters can get huge votes because of what he did, not only just winning ball games, but getting into, getting into the postseason and winning a division title. Look, look, look at this. We beat them by 26. Yeah, you also killed Washington. They turned around and smacked you in the face and beat the doorknobs off you. I wouldn't go there. You beat them by 26. And you think that's going to roll out the second time through. I love how people think that that's going to be standard. It's not. Yeah, we had 12 sacks against Washington. Washington got a hold of you again, ran you off the field, beat you with Tyler Heineke. So the losses this year, some of the losses this year by the Eagles are to Tyler Heineke and Andy Dalton and Tyson Hill. Solid. Solid. (laughs) Tyson Hill, Andy Dalton, and Tyler Heineke. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh boy, this is this is going to be <laughs> And again, hey, I think they're going to win. I do. I think they're going to win. I think the Eagles win this game. But it ain't seven and a half. Okay? No way. 30-28, Eagles win this ball game. I think this could come down even to a last drive. Okay? Could come down to a last drive. Allen lost to Mike White. He's 14-3. and three. He's 14-3 and three this year. And let me put it to you this way about Josh Allen. He had turnovers last week. Do you know in his five playoff games, he's got 17 touchdowns and three picks. His last five, 17 touchdowns and three picks. Wow. Woo, man. Man. 17 touchdowns and three picks in five playoff games, and he's three and two. How you doing? Jay says, none of that, none of what you're saying matters at all on Saturday night. 60 minutes, whatever, doesn't get out of character and stick to the game plan. Can they stick to the game plan will be the question. The Giants will. They're patient and they're better coached. The New York Giants are a better coach football team than the Eagles. They're better coached. They're a better coach football team. Sorry. They're better coached. They got a better coordinator on both sides of the football. Okay. 
You won't show your face come Monday. <laughs> Why? I'm picking you to win. Robert, that's a great question. Does Lane Johnson play a full game? Man, I hope so. He plays a full game. Chances the Eagles of spreading out the win even more with point differential. In my opinion, I, I, I he finishes the game. Eagles probably should put this thing away early. But if the Giants do what I think they're going to do and spread that shit out, and I think they're going to figure out whether or not he's healthy right out of the gate. Okay? Sills wants us to squeeze out a game. You're going to squeeze out a game. You're not going to. You ain't dominating this giant team. That ain't happening. You haven't dominated anybody in a month. Who have you dominated in a month? Hey, Maniac, who have you dominated? The Saints? The Cowboys? The JV Giants? The Bears? Who have you dominated? What team have you dominated? I must have missed that game. I must have missed that. Okay? Must have missed that. Sirianni talks about momentum. He was talking about it today. And he was also talking about big moments for his players. Those are good conversations. There's players on that team, that Eagle team, that are as accomplished as all get out. And he was talking about how this is a great moment to gravitate to and how this could be really a defining moment for certain players. You know what he's talking about. He's talking about Jalen. Okay? Okay? Who the Giants dominate, says Trexler. Minnesota. Just like you guys. That was a dom- They dominated Minnesota. Giants dominated them, just like you guys did. But this isn't a playoff game. Well, wait a minute. Nicole laughing, Minnesota. Well, who's your big domination game this year? Nicole, who who is your big domination game? Who's the big what's the biggest win this great point? So the Giants dominate the Vikings in the postseason. What is the Eagles' big game of the year that they dominated an opponent? Who? Well, give me those five teams. Who'd they dominate? What's your big win of the year? What's your big win? Steelers. <laughs> Did they make the playoffs? Did they make the playoffs? The whole schedule. Name me your opponent. Don't be afraid. Come on. The Commanders, the Vikings, and Tennessee. Two of those teams are non-playoff teams. The Giants. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Jags and Vikings. Okay. Jags and Vikings. 
Jay. Green Bay didn't make the playoffs. Pittsburgh didn't make the playoffs. The Jags, okay. The Jags. <laughs> Your big win of the year is the Jags. Okay. No, no, pick one. What's your – if Minnesota is a shitty win for the Giants in the postseason, in the wild card round, what's your big win? What's the one big win? The Jags? Okay. Jags beat the Cowboys with Dak, too. You lost with Dak. When you played Dak, you lost to him. The Jags beat him. How's that one? The Jags' big win is the Cowboys with Dak Prescott. Your big win is the Cowboys with Cooper Rush. <laughs> yeah. Green Bay didn't make the playoffs, dog. So you're giving me your big win was against the third team. Congratulations. Okay. You beat the Green Bay Packers. Jags upset would be fun. Pick one, man. Giants, commanders, and Vikings. Commanders didn't make the playoffs either. Giants beat up the Vikings just two minutes ago. So your big win's the, the uh, nine, six, and one Giants. Okay. Is it Giants or Jags? Which one? Pick one. Because the big win of the year for the Giants is destroying them at home in their building, not in your building. In a playoff game. They crushed them. They beat your team. <laughs> but in the playoffs and on the road. Green Bay. Green Bay was under 500. They didn't destroy them. <laughs> Justin Jefferson had under 50 yards receiving, didn't he? Didn't he have under 50 yards receiving in that game? As far as I'm concerned, 20 to 24 is crushing. You don't think Minnesota is crushed right now that they got sent home by a New York nobody giant team? Shit, dude, I can't name one wide receiver outside of that stiff holiday. I, I can't, I can't think of one. Hertz has no playoff wins. Dak is in the NFC championship. Dak hope he he plays Hertz. Dak is 2-0 versus Hertz. Hertz is scared. He's not scared, buddy. He has had shitty success. I think we've been by more than seven. If they if they do exactly what we said, okay, I think they can. Okay. Niners have won 11 consecutive ball games. They're the better team today. But that narrative can be changed. Very simple. With a great performance by the Eagles on Saturday night. You don't have momentum. You're going to have to create momentum with this game on Saturday night. You're not going into the game with momentum. Played the 17th game, which was a shitty game. And you had to play all 60 minutes of your starters just to get the home field, which is important, and it was needed. But Jesus Christ, don't tell me you're playing with momentum. You're not. Cowboys have more momentum. Niners have more momentum. 
Does momentum mean it all? Absolutely not. And I don't want anybody to take that for what that is. Momentum, great. Momentum is your next game. <laughs> Momentum's your next game. Well, well, Matthew, before, before anybody starts talking how shitty Dak is, Jalen's got to do something first. He has not. I mean, here, let me show you what Jalen is in the postseason right now. You know what that is? That's his resume. That's not good or bad. That's his resume. We dominated no one of real importance, but we won overall. We will win again tomorrow, but it'll be close. That's my take. That's my take. Momentum aside, I'm glad that they have to play. They had to play to the bitter end in the final game. They needed a wake-up call. You know, there's something, you know, Tone, there's something to be said about that. There's totally something to be said. Hey, you guys want this opportunity to be slipped away here if we don't take care of business? If the, listen, guys, all kidding aside, if they if, if they take care of business and they're patient. They win this ball game. You guys are crazy if you think this is a blowout here. Okay. Hey, hey, I will say this about Dax's resume. Here. <laughs> Here's Dax's resume. Just a couple little chicken scratches on it. <laughs> I wouldn't write home about his postseason accolades either. Like, like, like this, look. Which still, that just looks like chicken scratches. Yeah, it is, because that's Dax's resume too. Here, here's Jalen's, nothing on it. And here's chicken scratches for Dak. <laughs> I wouldn't be writing home or anything here. Okay? Rent's due, baby. It surely is. Philly 500 will join us at 4.30 Eastern time. I'm going to look at some of the Vegas and Atlantic City numbers here, plus a television network ranked the Elite Eight quarterbacks that are in the Elite Eight football games. We're going to take a look at that. We'll do that all next. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia.
My name is uh, Fran Salerno, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your social security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Can't wait for Saturday night. Oh, Sphinxter muscles going to be all tight in Philly, boss. Woo, man. Especially if that baby gets into the fourth quarter. Big Sills National Football Show. <laughs> oh, man. Boy, hey, get this. This is what you guys are saying. It's Super Bowl or bust. I said this a couple weeks ago to you. This postseason for the Eagles is either going to go down as the most joyous postseason in the Super Bowl era in Philadelphia history, including 2017, or it's going to be the biggest shit burger since 2004. (laughs) Oh, God. You got the pressure on you on Saturday. Giants don't, man. They're playing with house money. They don't. They, hey, I thought the I thought the Giants might win two, three football games this year, not nine, or actually ten now. Okay. How about this? Can I ask you guys a favor? What's the most disappointing? 
let's not let's not go back into the seventies and eighties. Look, you could go to the eighties Super Bowl. I get that. If you want to go there, that's fine. If you want to go from eighty on, let's not go back in the sixties and any of that stuff. Okay. What's the most disappointing postseason in Eagle history? What year? Was it the year after you won the Super Bowl? Was it the year after? Eighty-three? Eighty-three. Was it the Fog Bowl? What year was the Fog Bowl? What was that? Ninety? Was that ninety? Wait, what year was the Fog Bowl? What year? Hey, what was the year that Tampa closed out the vet with a win? To me, that's probably, you know what? I'll say this one more time to you. The year that the Bucks was that 02? The year that the Bucks won the NFC Championship game at the vet to close the vet out, Um, I thought that was the Super Bowl. I thought those two teams could beat the Raiders. Okay? For me, probably that 04 Super Bowl run. We were so damn close. We could have got the Super Bowl demon off our back sooner. Absolutely. That was a great football team. Um, Tampa never lost the Super Bowl. Tampa's 2-0 in Super Bowls. Fog Bowl, 80, Fog Bowl was 88. That To me, the game that closed the vet out. I remember watching that game. I went like this. I said, Brad Johnson beat Donovan McNabb. How's that possible? How does Brad Johnson go into Philly? Look, their defense was great. But I thought the Eagles that year were more balanced. I thought they were more balanced. I did. I, I thought they were better offensively and defensively. Because who were the who were the Bucks receivers then? Joe Jeravicious and who? I don't remember. Allstott was the runner. They had work done. I can't remember like their big threat guys. Was Vincent Jackson on that team? Maybe, right? The old Charger. Vincent Jackson might have been on that team. Silio, who's better, C.D. Lamb or Devontae? How about this? I'll take Devontae. I don't – you could deba- – I, I think C.D.'s – I think C.D.'s good, but I don't know. Okay? Keyshawn Johnson, that's right. Keyshawn was on that team. Okay? Keyshawn was on that team. You're right. Dude, that NFC Championship game, man, I thought those were the two teams that were the best in the NFL that season when the Bucks beat them. Um, and the vet was closed, and then they went to San Diego, I think, to play the Raiders, and they won the Super Bowl in San Diego. I think that's – I think the Bucks were in San Diego when they won the Super Bowl. I think that's the last Super Bowl ever played in San Diego. And they beat the Raiders. And I think the, I think the Eagles could have beat the Raiders. That loss to me – I always look back on that and go back and go, damn, man, that team was really – I think that team may have been better than the 014, but you had T.O. on that 014. That 014 was good. They just, I, 
Keenan McCarter, well, that's right. Keenan was on that Buck team. That's right. He's now interviewing for the offensive coordinator's job up in uh, New England. That's right. That's right. Remember, it was cold, too. Everyone said the Bucks don't win games under 40 degrees. You know, all that shit. And they, they went in there, and they beat that team, and they won. I couldn't believe it. This is going to be, again, this here, man, they're playing with a lot of pressure on them. I love Andy, but he has to take some heat for that, for not getting it done in Philly. Had way too many opportunities. He did. He did. But what he's done in Kansas City has erased that. Tone, the stuff that he did in Kansas City makes what he did in Kansas City now part of the entire resume. I mean, if get this, if Kansas City wins again, this is going to be their fifth straight AFC championship game. Now, let me ask you this. Okay, how about this, though? Tone, everyone. So if Andy goes to his fifth straight conference championship game and he's gone to as many in Philadelphia and he's got one Super Bowl, is he over or underachieving as a head coach with Mahomes in Kansas City? Is he over or underachieving? He's got to win more than one with Mahomes if Mahomes is the new GOAT. Right? And he's got to win more here. So you're telling me you've been to 10 conference title games and you got one Super Bowl in 10 conference games? Can I tell you who he is? He turns out to be John Madden. Take a look at John Madden's postseason record. And when you guys Google it, post it. And you tell me what you think of John Madden's postseason. John Madden is the highest win percentage NFL head coach in pro football history. 754. Nobody has won more regular season games than John Madden, percentage-wise. But take a look at his postseason, and you tell me if you thought he under or overachieved in the postseason with those great Raider teams. Okay? Post it. You tell me. And when you look at John Madden, and you, <laughs> tactically, when you, when you look at John Madden's record in the postseason, you'll sit there and go, wow. This guy had all those great football teams. I mean, think about it. You had two Hall of Famers on the left side. Upshaw and, <clears throat> Upshaw and uh, Archell. Look at his postseason record. John Madden underachieved as a head coach in Oakland. Okay? He completely underachieved. John Madden's 9-7 and seven in the postseason. Funny, it's the same record as Sean Payton. Same record as Payton. 9-7? One Super Bowl? That's it? I mean, Arch, I mean, the other guy, Tom Flores has two Super Bowl wins. I mean, when does it, hey, Andy Reid's got to win another Super Andy Reid's got to win a Super Bowl this year. Or you're going to start doing this. Jesus, criminy. You're underachieving with Peyton Manning the same way Tony Dungy did. 
you know, look, guys, I think sometimes you think that I sit here and I'm going to put, like, as many people like Andy Reid, hey, Andy, hey, could somebody do me a favor? Post Andy Reid's postseason record. Tell me what his win total is in the postseason. I'd like to know that. Before I make some more statements here about that, how can you have Patrick Mahomes and you go to your fifth conference title game, you've been to a couple Super Bowls now in Kansas City, you couldn't get it done, you couldn't get it done in Philly, Andy Reid's 19 and 16, that's right, he's going for 20 wins to tie Tom Landry versus Doug Peterson. Andy's 19 and 16? He's three games north of a 500 record? Is that good or bad? A 54 win percentage, 540 win percentage. Shit, man. I might take Doug in this one. I might take Doug in this conversation. Doug's first year in Jacksonville, he wins a division title. Gets a playoff win. Turns his quarterback around. Jesus, criminy. Andy with a 543 win percentage in the postseason. So he's just north of 500. Interesting. I never thought about that. 35 playoff games is cool. It is. Shows you the kind of success. But, hey, you're there all the time. You guys are just telling me about opportunities. So Andy's blown opportunity. Hey, Tony, you said it, right? Andy Reid has blown more opportunities to win a championship than any coach in the postseason. In recent history, this guy has, if he gets to another 10 conference titles with two different teams and you have Mahomes and you're 19 and 16, I don't know, man. Doug Peterson's four and two in the postseason with a championship trophy in Philly. (laughs) Oh, man. And that stupid ass Alshon Jeffries drops the ball in New Orleans, or he wouldn't have that loss, too. Told you, man, he catches that football. The entire narrative in Philadelphia could be changed and how he could never have that three-year contract. Imagine if Doug would have went back to another suit. Doug's the winner. How he became the winner in New Orleans that night. That game determined where Jeffrey was going. But he's always gone with front office guys could they? because they're kings at watching your checkbook. Joe Banner was also a cash register, making sure all the numbers fit. Same thing as Howie, making sure all the numbers fit. John Madden loved his guys. Doug loves his guys. Andy loves his guys. Andy Reid has had more opportunity in the last 20 years in pro football, and he has squandered almost all of them. The Super Bowl loss to the Bucks. And Brady, albeit it's in his own building. I mean, I don't know how you're going to beat Brady in Tampa at Raymond James in the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, I there could be an asterisk put on that one. I get that. You know, team's home team. You got a home field advantage. Shit, you don't ever, ever have 
Well, they were the wild card that year. People don't remember that, but they were the wild card. New Orleans won the division that year. Wow. Great article on ESPN on the evolution of Howie. Check it out. Evolution of Howie. <laughs> That's why when I say to you on Saturday, man, oh, Jesus criminy, man, Nick better win. The evolution. Those are all planted stories, my friend, and you know it. The evolution of Howie. It's like throwing, it's like throwing logs. On a fire when you're talking Howie's ego. You keep throwing the logs on the fire. Hey, don't forget, Philly 500 will join us at the bottom of the hour here. We'll get his perspective. I want to, I, hey, after that, I'm going to talk about CBS and all the people at NBC and all the people at ESPN and Fox graded the quarterbacks that are in the postseason. Plus, we'll give you our predictions. That'll be at the top of the hour as well. Better win. Better win, man. <laughs> Better win. Dude, so so Andy against Doug? Holy cow. Going for Tom Landry. And the only other guy in the history of the National Football League to have more playoff wins will be Belichick. Tell me, Andy Reid, Hall of Fame quarterback? I mean, Hall of, Hall of Fame coach? Andy's a Hall of Fame coach, right? Nine and seven in the postseason. He's a Hall of Fame coach? Yes? Then what's Doug? Is Doug a Hall of Fame coach? So you fired two Hall of Fame coaches? <laughs> because why? Your general manager wants all the accolades? Two coaches who are going to Canton were fired by the Eagles? Because the organization believes more in the GM than the head coach. I'll tell you something, Joseph. Doug Peterson's going to go to the Hall of Fame. Okay? Mike Tomlin's not a better coach than Doug Peterson. He's not. He's not. He works in a better organization. And I think the world of Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin works for the Steelers. If Doug was in that organization, he'd have a job for 25 years too. Mike Tomlin is a great... Of all the coaches in the NFL that I'd want to play for that are active right now, I'd want to play for him because he's an accountability guy. I think Doug's there too. I think Doug's there too. There's just, I'll tell you what, like I said, and I don't know, Tone, you may disagree with this one too. I don't know. If I had to pick between Andy Reid or Doug Peterson, who I wanted to play for, I'd pick Doug. I'd pick Doug. I think Doug fights more for his guys and his coaches. I think Andy appeases the organization. And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay? I don't I I, I you want to stay in a place long? 
You got to kiss a little ass in the front office. Doug's not built that way, though. I think that was probably one of the determining factors on Doug Peterson getting that job in Jacksonville. He's not kissing anyone's ass, including Trent Balky. Trent's here to help me. And he don't like it. I'm not taking the gig. Remember, Leftwich moved off that job. Then they then they circled around Doug. Once they saw Byron wasn't going to get Byron was a hot candidate. And for the record, you want to know why black assistant coaches don't get ahead? Because they're scapegoats. They're scapegoats for organizations, and they rarely get opportunities again to coach in this league. And it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Where's where's Jim Caldwell's chance? Jim Caldwell was fired with a winning record in Detroit. Lovey Smith was fired with a winning record in Chicago. Brian Flores was fired with a winning record in Miami. How many white coaches do you ever see that happen to? When you have a record like that and you're building and you're turning something around, that they get opportunities again to coach. Instead, you give it to people like Sirianni and Brandon Staley and all the rest of these guys who you've never freaking heard of. You see that all the time. And you want to know why black assistant coaches can't get head coaching jobs. It's because of the shitbag way the Glazers handled Byron Leftwich. What a disgrace. African-American assistant coaches have to do a triple. Have to do a triple to get opportunities. It's a disgrace. The Rooney rule is a sham. You know what it's code for? Affirmative action. Well, let me re- let me interview three black guys and I'll I'll hire my boy. That's what the Rooney rule does. You see Carolina now is getting in trouble because they're not following protocol. They interviewed Frank. Black coach is getting opportunities. Byron Leftwich went to the playoffs three years in a row, two division titles, a Super Bowl, an NFC championship, offered the thundering her job, offered the Jags job, and he's freaking fired because Tom Brady sucked. Byron Leftwich, well, you're back down the totem pole, dog. You're at the bottom. That's where they send all the black guys. Bottom of the totem pole. It's a disgrace. Why do you think Deion Sanders doesn't want to coach in the NFL? He doesn't want to be at the bottom of the totem pole, no matter how successful you are. Look at Brian Flores' resume. 17 years he was in. Here, let me give you a better one. David Culley. Tremendous respect people have around the league for Brian, for um, for David Culley, the former Texans head coach. He was in, I think, Baltimore for 17 years. And because they thought if they hired a black guy, it would keep Deshaun Watson in the building. That's not hiring the best guy. I've told you this before. You know why this can't apply to black assistant coaches? Because it's not fair. Because to me, I don't want a black guy as my head coach. I want the right guy. But if you're black, that you're not the right guy. 
it's funny how they prop them up, the African-American assistant coaches. Okay? The San Francisco 49er defensive coordinator is the new kid on the block. He shits the bed somewhere. Back of the bus. Back of the bus, right, Jerry? I, I, I'm I'm friends with Byron Leftwich. I'm sorry if I'm Yeah, where's Deuce Staley's opportunity? Earth be enemies. Where, where where are all these opportunities? I get the enemy because of his past behavior. It's probably a factor. I do. But then how do you turn around and you hire um, Greg Robinson, the guy who had Bounty Gate, and you give him a job as defensive coordinator, an assistant head football coach, and then you give him the interim job in Cleveland when he had Bounty Gate and was suspended and fined and suspended from the league for putting bounties on players. He still got a job. Seals, what do you think of Bienemy? I think Eric Bienemy has paid his penance for all of his past indiscretions. And if Andy Reid sticks up for him and vouches for him, and so does Mahomes, so do I. Who am I? I think people that have had dents in the fender deserve an opportunity. And I think Eric Bienemy has paid his penance for it. Okay? He's heard it. He knows what he did when he was at college and at some jobs pushing the firemen around, all that stuff. You put it all together, it's not a good look for any organization because they would bring that up, okay? It's why he doesn't have a job. It's because of his behavior in the past, okay? It's the only reason. The enemy's overqualified to get an opportunity to coach. Dude, if you could, if you could give Brandon Staley a job and keep him as the charger guy, I mean, seriously, what in the world are you thinking? Who's a better coach, Brandon Staley or Eric Bieniemy? <laughs> Why is Brandon Staley still in L.A.? Yale. Because they're cheap. You see what Anthony Lynn said in San Francisco this week? He goes like this. Hey, man, when you show up in San Francisco, you understand what winning's all about because they – Hold back no effort when it comes to putting things on the field and paying for whatever they need. When you're with the Chargers, it's a whole different world down there. It's a completely, entirely different world down there. Top of the hour, we will we'll, we'll look at some of the networks and how they've ranked the quarterbacks and also um, the schedule, the divisional round schedules. But we bring in my boy now. Philly 500, he's got to be chomping at the bit right now, man. I, I haven't slept all week. This game ain't here yet. This is like <laughs> the longest week of my life. I'm ready. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, man. Giants-Eagles. Let's start there. Give you the hard one here. How do you see it playing out? You're going to give me a hard one? Pause, all right? Let's pause it first to begin with. Um, How do I see it? It's going to be an old-fashioned NFC East slugfest. That's what it's going to be. Old-fashioned NFC East slugfest. This game is going to be close. It's going to go to the fourth quarter. And the team who doesn't make the mistake late wins. Typical Giants-Eagles. Do you believe in what you saw in Minneapolis with the Giants? Or are they the Week 14 Giants? Or the Giants we saw this past weekend? Or somewhere in the middle? Somewhere in the middle. I, I think they're somewhere in the middle. I, I think that they played their best football versus the Minnesota Vikings. I thought Daniel Jones, that was his best game I've ever seen him play from a decision-making, when to run. You know, I thought the offensive line gave him a lot of time. Um, but at the same time, it's Minnesota Vikings. And I knew when it was like fourth and eight and Kirk Cousins threw that two-yard pass instead of getting to the first down marker. I, I I knew that was typical Minnesota. Minnesota always comes up small in the playoffs. Let's face it. So I think it's somewhere in between. Here, here, here's the big thing that you saw too when you're watching that Donatel defense. I mean, Philly, the the the, the windows for Daniel Jones to throw in were like a barn door open. Right. That's I where I wanted. I see. I want to see Daniel Jones, and I'll and I'll, and I'll kind of convert the question here. Do you believe what you saw with Daniel Jones, or do, are you like me? Saturday night, I want to see it again. I don't believe it. I think, hey, look, beginning of the year, Philly, it was a Barkley team. Today, it's mm-hmm. a Daniel Jones team, and they've made that transition. But are you sold on Daniel? 
No, I'm definitely not sold on Daniel Jones. I have to, I have to see it again. But I, I do. I mean, I do think he he has played better this year. I do think it was his best game. I, I like the decision making. I think he ran. They said something like 17 times himself. Yep. So I, I like, I liked that part of it. I thought, I thought he seemed to be cool and calm. It, you know, in the. Uh, in the game, it wasn't too big for him. But I also think Minnesota, they don't blitz. They, they sit back. And, uh, you know, we saw that it, it, when they played the Eagles week two. Uh, I think you have to get pressure on a guy like him. Uh, I thought Daniel Jones had way too much time in the pocket. So I have to see it again. I do. I'm going to say this about Jalen Hurts Saturday night. He needs a Philly moment. And what yeah. I mean by that is, he needs a signature moment where people look at that and gravitate like when you watch Mahomes win a Super Bowl. Mm. Shit, man. Nick Foles. Let's run it. Um, right. Joe Montana. Elway. The drive. There hasn't been that signature moment in his career. Mm-hmm. Last year, they lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On Saturday, he's got a chance to begin his legacy. Am I off base when I say that? Because a lot of people are looking at, when I say this, and I go like this, hey, look, man, legacies aren't built in the regular season. How many times, Philly, have you said this to me? Hey, Cousins wins a lot of ball games, puts up a lot of yards, but they're they're hollow stats. Same with Dak. Isn't this one of those moments for Jalen? I think it's. I think it has the opportunity to be one of those moments. But let's face it. Let's say he wins this game, then we're going to be saying the next thing the following week. Can he have another moment? Because each week these games, you know, are more important. They get harder. You play a tougher team, and I think I think that it's a start. Um, but it's going to be the totality of of the whole playoff run. Um, you know, think about 2017. We played Atlanta Falcons in the first round. We struggled. We came one play away from losing that game. It wasn't until the next week and then the Super Bowl that Nick Foles had his own moment. So um, it starts now, but when when that moment comes, I, I don't know. I don't know if it has to be versus the Giants is what I'm saying. Is it Super Bowl or bust? I think they got to make the Super Bowl. If – if they don't at least so get this to the is Super this Bowl, would I be a disappointing season. This would be a disappointing season if they don't get to Glendale. Yeah, it would because um, I, I look at it like this: if if they lose this game, what am I going to be doing the next two weeks? Probably <laughs> you crying, got the Sixers sleeping. I'm going to be miserable. I'm gonna I'm gonna just be like uh, you know, stay away from me, everybody. I'm going to be miserable. So obviously. Yeah, it would be disappointing. They got to get to at least the Super Bowl for me to feel like, all right, what what a great year. Is Hertz's health the key to this game? I think it's one of the keys. I think it's one of the keys because I think if you look in that final game, they they handcuffed Jalen Hurts. He wasn't running. He wasn't doing a lot of things that he normally would do. And I also think Miles was limited in that game too, which played a factor. But I also think it's it's the defense. Like I think this defense has to rise up this game and and be aggressive from start to finish. Who do you think the Eagles defensive coaches and most notably Gannon is more concerned about Saquon Barkley or Daniel Jones? 
probably Saquon Barkley. If Why? you look at his past, well, because if, if you look at uh, Jonathan Gannon's past versus quarterbacks, oftentimes he shows them too much respect. I can go back to last year where guys have over 80% completion percentages against him. Uh, we've had that the last few games of the season this year. I think sometimes he gives too much respect to the quarterbacks. And some of them deserve it, but sometimes I think you got to be a little more aggressive. I, I think that they're probably keen on Saquon Barkley even still. And John and, and Daniel Jones's legs. I don't know how much he thinks about his arm, to be honest. I'm going to say something to you here that some people on my Twitter page at Dan Cilio Show got a little bit aggravated with me. Well, as you know, Philly, they get aggravated with Big Sills because Big Sills points things out. I want to show this to you. Before before I continue on it, you think Sirianni has any heat on him Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a home game, a divisional game. You got to win, you know. But by heat, if you're saying like, is there a chance he like he could get fired or anything like that? No, but I think I think it. it yeah, I think. I think it would he would take some heat if, if they lose, especially if they come out and they throw the ball 40 times and not run the ball and, and do some of the things that have drove us crazy, uh, especially at the end of the year. But I think he's well, got here, something no, he's got to, right? Here's, here's where I'm going with it. This is Howie's coaches, all of his assistants, his entire roster, his entire free agents, all of his draft – He's fired a coach that has won a Super Bowl in Doug. He's fired a coach who's won a Super Bowl in Andy. I mean, I think the head football coaches in Philadelphia, they're more kind of like pawns because this is the how. What did you, when I first met you, you told me this is Howie Vision. Okay. And we're all just living it's Saturday in. night, yeah. not Howie Vision. Yeah, it is always how he. So if a guy shits the bed, if a guy shits the bed and doesn't put his players in a position, and the reason I point this out to you, so you hand Gardner Minshew the playbook with Jalen Hurts' plays, and you think you're going to put a good game plan together because it's your system, you gave it to the wrong dude. Mike, I have a problem with the coaching going into this game. I think Dable's a better coach than, uh, than Nick, and I think Martindale is a better D coordinator than Jonathan Gannon. The D line for the Giants has showed up the last couple of weeks. Now, look, I'm not sitting here going, hey, for the record, I'll bury it. I think the Eagles win too. I think it's something like 30 28. It's a 60 minute ball. Mm-hmm. But that coach has to know this is hot show. You're part of the show, dude. You're like act two. <laughs> you at. Right. You think he really has a lot of autonomy in saying anything when it comes to that football team? I don't know. Well, Billy, I, so you, I don't know. So you think, so let me get this straight. No, you I don't think, think they'll if, fire him, oh, but okay. I think they'll do the same shit to Doug because I think it could get adversarial real quick with Howie because you know why? Mm. Think about it. It's his roster. If you come right. up small in the postseason, he mm. doesn't want that to be a reflection of him. Right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I understand that, but at the same time, uh, it would be how he would look bad if um, somehow Nick Sirianni took all the blame, right? Because he's the one that switched coaches. He hired. Yeah, but he blamed. He blamed Doug. 
He's blamed Doug well, for the meltdown of the Eagles the last, the well, last three years after the Super Bowl. Did he not blame Doug for the meltdown? I don't know if he blamed Doug for the meltdown. I know that Doug, there was a power struggle that, that he wanted. Doug wanted more say True. in the building the roster. That's where I think, that's where you don't mess with Howie Roseman. All right? You, you mess with his roster, his draft picks, he's coming at you. But, you know what I'm saying? That's where, to me, the problem was. As soon as you want more power, I think it's going to be a problem. I, I think, though, there is some truth that if the Eagles don't win this game, I think it's a it would be disappointment. I think anybody that says it would it would be lying. And if it's because of a situation that they had a bad, you know, a bad game plan or, or was the coach, he'll take heat for it. But um, I don't know how much because Nick Sirianni does not threaten Howie Roseman's power. And until that's a fact, it, that's that, that's no, no. where you have a problem. That's that, that that's a fact. Okay. I want to throw this at you here. So January 9th was the first time that organizations can address players who were in the 2020 draft for a contract extension. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati came out this week and made it very clear that they want Joe Burrow as their future. And they made it very clear that they're going to do whatever it takes to pay him and keep him. Well, Hertz was part of the 2020 draft too. And it's been very silent over at the Novacare Center. And unless you know something more than me, Philly, or you've seen something more, I've never heard the Eagles say this. He's our future quarterback. I've heard them say this. He's our 2022 quarterback. I've never heard Howie or I've never heard Nick or anyone in that organization say that he's the future quarterback here in Philadelphia. I've heard it. Mm. Now, to be fair, they're not really addressing it in Los Angeles yet with Justin Herbert too. So, but if this guy is the guy, Justin Herbert was an MVP candidate. This guy is. Does this game dictate Mm. that a little bit? Do they still want to see it in the postseason? in your opinion? I think, I think he's, I think he's solidified it. I I don't think, I don't think, I mean, unless, unless he really goes out and he stinks it up, I think, well, they're going to look at the body of work from this year. I think they like the kid as a leader. I think they like everything he brings to the table. I think there's a lot of issues that they don't have to worry about that they had to with Carson Wentz intangible wise. Um, and I think that they're going to look to sign him to an extension. If he goes out and he wins one playoff game, yeah, I'm sure that helps. If he loses, let's say they go out and they lose, but he plays well. No, I don't think it'll hurt him. If, if he goes out and he's horrendous, then may, maybe I guess there's a chance. But I can't see any way that they don't extend this guy in the offseason. I just don't see it. So if I'd they lose, if they lose in the postseason again and they're 0 and 2 under uh-huh. the Sirianni Jalen run here, you think they're going to mm-hmm. offer up $45 million a year for Hertz? Having no, done I nothing. Think offer 50 million. <laughs> 50 million. For doing I'm what? Go to go 50 million. For doing well, what? Going out and having taking your team to what a fourteen and three record. He's only lost one game all year, Dan. Yeah, I mean, okay, he's only lost one game, right? And we're Peyton assuming Manning that he's going to go out, fourteen and thirteen. He would have, yeah. Peyton Manning is fourteen know, and thirteen in the postseason, and I've yeah. said this about him. I completely think he right. completely underachieved at Indianapolis. Tom Brady kicked his ass, and so did Roethlisberger. Those guys had more right, wins but, in their place because those guys won. Even in the Brady yeah. era, 
your legacies are made in the postseason, Philly. They're not right. made against but, the Giants week 14. But you don't you don't have the luxury to wait three, four years to see what he does in the playoffs. You have to make a decision after two playoff appearances at the least, right? The first playoff appearance, if we look at it, the Eagles were the last team to get to the playoffs. They really didn't belong in the playoffs. They added an extra wildcard team. So they were kind of outmatched, outgunned in that Tampa Bay game. I don't know how much you hold that against Jalen Hurts. So the issue is going to be that after this game, let's say the Eagles lose, you really only have one game that I can really, in the playoffs, hold against him. Then you have to make a decision. They could wait a year, but what if he goes out and he has the same exact type of year as he did last, as he did this year, next year? It's going to cost you more money. So I don't think you have the luxury to wait seven years like Dak Prescott and see how many times he chokes. That, that's the issue I see. You have to make a decision beforehand. Okay. Who do you want to see with all the uh, positives heading in the right direction with the Eagles winning this game against the Giants on Saturday? Who do you want to see? Do you want to see Cowboys or do you want to see 49ers? That's hey, Look at it. Wait a minute. And, folks, one of these decisions is going to make him throw up if he says it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and the other one, he knows the team is really good. <clears throat> so what well, is this? I know hey, I know it, what you want to say. I don't know you can say it. <laughs> I, I the thing the thing is is I think this might surprise you. I think the Niners are the easier team to beat because huh. the Niners I my thing is the Niners are better on both sides of the ball than Dallas. I, I know that. But I just have a hard time knowing what a rookie quarterback is going to do in a situation. Let's say you get a, a tight fourth quarter game where he's got to make throws. I don't know if he's ready for that moment. I can't possibly know. Um, you know, it would feel better to knock Dallas out of the playoffs. But in some ways, I would take that matchup of a conference final versus a rookie quarterback. I, I feel like that that plays into the Eagles. I really think that this game is the Eagles' more vulnerable game. I feel like if the Eagles win this game, get momentum, I feel like whichever team comes into Philly is coming into a buzzsaw on that conference final game. But it, it, that's a hard – it's a hard – it's a hard choice because I really hate Dallas and I would love to like enjoy them losing this week, you know? So, so hang on here. So you're, you're buying into Dak Prescott's performance against that shit bag. No, 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 I, I don't, <laughs> I don't buy into it. I, I, I thought, I mean, for weeks of saying anybody that plays the NFC South is basically getting a free pass uh, first round of playoffs. So, um, I, I don't buy into it, but I just I I just wonder, what if this Cowboys 49ers game is close? What if it's tied 17-17, 21-21, five, six minutes left in the fourth quarter, and Purdy has to make throws? As a rookie, can he step up and do that? I don't know. I don't know. Let me ask I don't you know if that can do it either. No, no, I'm with you here. I Let's let, you let me, Jags and Chiefs, who you got? Chiefs. Chiefs. Nine I points, the by the way, the Chiefs yeah. are giving the Jags. I, I love I love the Jags. I love what Doug did. Um, that was such a great comeback. I don't I don't know that they can do that versus the Chiefs, though. I don't know if they can come back down off that high, too. That's a hard thing to do after a win like that. So I'll go Bengals Chiefs. at Bills. Bills are favored by five and a half. 
this is going to be, I think, a fantastic game. If Josh Allen doesn't, if he's turning the ball over like he did last week, I think they're going to lose. I think Cincinnati, but I'll I'll say Buffalo in a squeaker because of home. Cowboys field. Niners, Niners favored by four. Oh, this one, I have to take Dallas. I take Dallas in the upset. I'm gonna take Dallas. I I don't want them to win. Winning but I outright, think, I think. Yeah, I think they're gonna win outright. And and the only reason I say it is it's, it comes back to the quarterback. If Garoppolo's playing in this game, I I would take the Niners every day. But because of a rookie quarterback, I just don't know. Would you take the Giants and the points against the Eagles in this game Saturday night if you're a betting man? Not an Eagle fan, but if you're a betting probably. man. Probably. And get this. Probably. Here's the under over, 47 and a half. I, I like the over. I like the I over. like the over in that too because I – hey, watch this. Yeah. If everything goes right in that game, Philly, and they're patient – they get Goddard going in that game, and I'm talking the Eagles. You could beat them 30 20. You know what I mean? Right. You could see them beating them 30 to 20 late in that ball game, right. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I think this is, I, I got the Eagles winning 27 23. So I have a four point game. I think it's going to be about a four point game. I do too. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, I think it'll be close. But seven and a half points kind of surprises me, and it me makes too. me wonder what, what, what Vegas knows. Guess what, too? That number didn't move from Monday. No, okay. I mean, it it's been moved. pretty standard the whole entire week where it stayed at seven and a half, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 an interesting line. I a little surprising for sure. Okay, final question for you. What's going to be consumed Saturday night for the game? I mean, the beverage and what is going to be around Philly five hundred. And I'm not sure there's going to be too many people around you because you you probably look like me that at any moment we could jump up like we're looking for a loose football on the ground, like there's a fumble, okay? Because, <laughs> hey, I jump up sometimes going, what are you doing? So what, right. what, what is what – is, is, is there going to be like – is there going to be hookahs, food, no. wings, no. no hookahs? No food, no wings because I stream the game. I, I think it's disgusting to be on camera and eat in front of everybody. I just can't do that, you know. Um, but if so I so no vape pens or hookahs or anything, just no just beer. If I do, if I do drink and have a few beers, it'll be Stella Artois. That's what it'll be. Jesus, we got an aristocratic <laughs> eagle fan here, man. Hey, hey, pinky up when you drink. <laughs> Like the old Italians, pinky up, baby. You know what I'm saying? Outstanding, my friend. I can't wait to awesome. see what happens Saturday. I got the Eagles yeah, winning man, this thing fun. in a nail biter, too, man. I think this is going to be close. Make sure you tell people, man, where they can get you because you're fabulous. Uh, just type in Philly 500 and you'll see a guy that looks like Denzel Washington right on the screen. That's not him, that's me. Click on it, baby. We're good to go. You got it, man. Philly, thank you, my friend. Right, thank you. Enjoy. Thank you, my man. You got it, man. That's my boy, Philly 500. Fantastic stuff, as always. Please check out his podcast. He's fantastic. Hit the like button. We're going to take a look at some of those games. We'll preview them. Also, the quarterbacks will preview. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
when it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. Hi, I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. National Football Show. Appreciate you coming aboard. Love Philly 500. You guys are awesome. How you doing, man? Hey, wait, wait a minute. 
Can I show you what Philly fan is? Here's Eagle fan right now. Here's the guys in Philly right now. Watch this. You got to watch real close. <laughs> watch again. Those things are must have tightened it up a little bit, ain't you? Oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Come on, Sills, don't do that to me, man. <laughs> even Tone's like, hey, even Tone's like this. Come on, man. <laughs> but look, here's Eagle fan right now on a Friday. Come on now. Come on, Sills. You know better than that. Big sales, the Eagles lose. How ugly will it get? Whew. Criminal. And it's you know what, Tell? What I think that listen, Eagles not making it to the Super Bowl. If they don't make it to the Super Bowl, is it a loser season? Come on, man. Double doink. Velcro catch. A tip pass. Dude, so many. And, and, and by the way, hey, 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 Tone, before we go to a timeout at the top of the hour here, this is, what, this is why probably you're a little bit upset. What were the three quarterbacks that the Eagles had to go through? No, the two to get to the Super Bowl. Who were in the NFC? Ryan? And was it Case Keenum? Was it Matt Ryan in Atlanta? And Case Keenum, it was Ryan and Case Keenum. Ryan still was playing MVP ball, okay? So that's a good win. But, dude, you may have to go through um, Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy to get to play Mahomes, Allen, or Burrow. One of those three guys. Could you imagine Trevor Lawrence gets there? Hey, could you imagine this? What if the Jags get to the Super Bowl and beat the Eagles? <laughs> oh my God. Dude, you got you got a lot of shit going on here, man. Can you imagine that? So if Reed beats you, or dude, there's a great chance a former Eagle head coach is gonna beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. There's a, well, one of them has a good chance. I don't think the Jags do. Holy cow. They upset the Eagles in the Super Bowl in Glendale with Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Tone goes, oh, my God, I'd move to Peru and start selling bracelets. <laughs> hey, yeah, man, I'm going to move to Chile and start selling cocoa leaves for the mountain runners. Here. Pick them off the trees. I'm going to start selling coke leaves <laughs> so the guys can run up the mountain with coffee on their head. <laughs> hey, Tone, you see Big Sill sitting there in Chile selling coke leaves. Are, are, are you running coffee for like uh, Folgers? Yeah, here, here's a coke leaf. You can run up that mountain there. Go right around the corner, man. Trust me. Everyone does it. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving to Sills Island. <laughs> ah! the, hey, get this. The la- hey, Jameson, Sills Island is more like the island of misfit toys. 
Hey, hey, Ikun goes like this. I'll never be heard from again. You know, if Doug did that, I'm out of here, man. I'd be the end of this thing here. That's not going to happen. All right, prediction time. I want to get your guys' thoughts when it comes to these games this weekend. I think these games are going to be – it always is. The divisional and championship weeks are always the best pro football of the year. Plus, networks have ranked the quarterbacks. All the networks rank the quarterbacks – the eight quarterbacks that are left. Where's Jalen Hurts? Interesting where they have him. Okay? Interesting. We will hit on all that. Plus, I want to go back over some of those Vegas numbers again. We'll reset. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. 
post-game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post-game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. like button appreciate you guys coming aboard the eagles have to do this on saturday night get goddard going the new york hey guys at the novacare center i'm here to help you know what i know and i know you watch get goddard going the new york giants can't cover tight ends It's been a problem for them all year. What has happened with the Giants, though, is their two tackles and their D-line has showed up. Okay? And it's keeping them in ball games. Got to establish. Not the perimeter, guys. Don't start the game throwing the ball around the yard. Because if the Eagles start games out with three and outs, That's not who they are. They're not a three-and-out team. Why? Because they run the ball and Hurts is on the perimeter and he's breaking down the edges every game he plays in. If you see three-and-outs right away, the Eagles are in trouble. Start these games out like you always do. 13-play drive. Work that clock. Keep Brian Dable and that staff at bay, and you win this thing handily. Don't be stupid here. And if you can't get Hurts going right away because you're concerned with his shoulder, there's a reason you have a Pro Bowl back behind him. Now, either he's more hurt than you've been leading on, or you're a shitty play-calling team. You cannot save anything here. Get Goddard going. The New York Giant linebackers are streetwalkers. Jalen Smith, that guy's got to be on his fourth team by now in the last two years. He's a streetwalker. He's not who he was led to believe. And Jerry was whatever, paying him money he didn't deserve. That guy's not a good player. 85 goes, if the secondary fails versus twos and threes, they got to go. Bro, that's a good point too. Man, there's nobody on that giant offensive attack passing-wise outside of Barkley that makes me move the meter where I have to do anything different to that giant team. But what the Eagles have to do, man, here's something else. Guys. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me put this out there to you. Do you guys believe that you have the two best corners in the league? Do you? Do you believe you have the two best tandem corners in the league? Okay? Boomer thinks Hodgins is for real. Let me see him do it again, maniac. 
Let me see him do it again. Dude, Minnesota makes anybody look good. Tandem, yes. Not sure. Top five in tandem. Okay. So let's just go with what Dank says here. Maddox, okay. Let's just go with and say this to you. Say they in the top five best tandem tie, uh, corners in the game. Let's just put it there. Why wouldn't you pressure Jones and keep him in the box and pressure him and play press coverage on the wideouts? Are you afraid those guys are going to get by? Are you afraid of any New York Giant wide receiver? Do you think any New York wide receiver can beat Slay and Bradbury? Bradbury's got an ass with the Giants. You know he's not going to just play Pro Bowl ball. Bradbury's going to play Hall of Fame football on Saturday night. He's going to want to stick it to the Giants. Okay? He's going to want to stick it to them. Why wouldn't you press cover and bring pressure on Jones? Why wouldn't you? You've got the advantage. Dude, don't let Barkley get going. If Barkley doesn't get going, Jones can't get going. Then you don't have it. Then guess what? It's three and outs with New York. And you're going to need probably 10 series to close out the Giants. Stop with the perimeter shit. Dude, Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown are going to be wide open in the second half. Just be patient. Just be, just be patient. It's, there's a reason they have a clock and it says 60 minutes. This isn't a 10-minute game. You may even be behind after the first quarter. So, you know what George Foreman used to tell me? And you've heard George Foreman say this on this show. And you know what I think of Big George. That I think a football game is a lot like a heavyweight championship fight. George used to go like this. Man, I'm not looking to win rounds. I'm looking to fight. I don't know if you think that guy's up on second round. I'm going to catch up with his ass. I'm going to put him asleep. The Eagles have to have the same mentality as a heavyweight fighter like Foreman. Dude, Brian, don't become a counterpuncher. The Eagles in the last month, they went from being a power puncher to a counterpuncher. What happens when you're a counterpuncher and you're not the best at it? You keep your opponent in the game. But when you throw haymakers... And you're a knockout artist? Hey, man, you keep peppering me. I'm going to catch up with you, and you're going to eat one. That's what Tyson used to do. They used to sit there and try to jab with Tyson. Tyson, get inside on you, man. From 83 to 87, Tyson was a manster, man. Part animal and part man. He got inside on you. You could hit him, but once he tagged you, it was lights out. Don't panic early. This coaching staff, because you know what? I'll tell you what, those 2,000K wideouts, you know what makes it happen? Hey, we got to throw the ball now. That's not what you do good. Let me back up. That's not what you do best. Your game plan is all of it. RPO is who you are. 
I think that ownership, man, hates that, that they're labeled that. And they're not like Mahomes or Burrow or any of these other guys. I think they hate that tag. Who gives a shit? They care more about looking. Watch this. Do you guys think this is fair on how Howie and Jeffrey Lurie look at the Eagles? They they would rather look like the Chiefs than look with an RPO 14 and 3. You think that's fair? They'd rather look like the Chiefs or the Bills or teams that throw the ball a lot than be 14 and 3. Dank. He's not a running quarterback. Mahomes are you're out of your mind, man. This guy just said that Mahomes is an RPO coach, uh, running back or quarterback. Patrick Mahomes stats. <laughs> guy throws the ball for 5,200 yards. Okay? 5,200 yards, and he's an RPO quarterback. Come on, man. I'll tell you what, though, Dank. Hey, Dank, I'll tell you what. 350 yards is more than I thought he had. Dank, that's more than I thought. Dank, that's more than I thought. Dank, I'm going to walk back a little bit. That's any at 14E rushing. Dank, that's more than I thought. You're, you're, you're not, you're not, okay? That's more than I thought for a guy that broke the single season passing, passing mark. It's, it's, Dank, it's, it's a good, it's a good get, Dank. Okay? Dank, you're all right there, man. 400 yards rushing, 358s, four touchdowns. I thought it was more like 200. That's that's not bad, Dank. Okay? It's not. You're 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 <clears throat> you're kind of there. That's a lot of yards. I think we're kind of shocked, aren't you? I mean, almost 400 yards rushing? That's a lot. Okay? That's the problem. You can't eat if you keep looking at someone else's plate. Focus on your own results. Absolute tone. I, I I think that's the influence, though, of the front office meddling in the game plan. Okay? Hey, good job, skank. <laughs> uh, hey, look. Look what you did, Dank. I gave you credit for correcting big sills, see? Well, tell me that I'm not movable. Shut up, maniac. And Dank, don't listen to maniac. Shut his hole. This guy here sits around eating pasta fazool and crying in his soup all night if the Eagles give up 21 points. Come on, man. This guy doesn't even know how to make pasta fazool. Okay? This guy eats... Hey. Trust me, Dank. Maniac makes Italian food and he thinks it's Chef Boyardee. <laughs> hey, okay? Maniac, hey, Maniac. 
You think Italian food is Chef Boyardee? Tell the truth. Come on now. Let's look at some of these games here. I want to go back and take a look at first the Vegas numbers. Then we're going to get into predictions here. Oh, and the networks rank the quarterbacks. Chef Boyardee. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, thank you. Say, Sills, can I have some Italian food? Uh, do you have any Chef Boyardee? Or, by the way, we could go to Olive Garden. Olive Garden's not an Italian restaurant. <laughs> Why? Because they got olives there. <laughs> uh, remember those old Tony Romos? That's not an Italian restaurant, Jackson. <laughs> uh, I, hey, hey. Guys, I told you the story before in my recruiting trip to Alabama. They had a place called, get this, they had a place called Rome's. I think it was called Rome's in, in Tuscaloosa. It was Rome's. Something like that. City of Rome's or some shit. So Bear Bryant, Bear Bryant and those folks are recruiting me. And he goes, hey, <clears throat> we're going to take you to an Italian restaurant here in Tuscaloosa if you come down for a recruiting trip. And my grandfather goes like this. He goes, and I, some of you have heard this story. And my grandfather goes, hey, you should ask the guy how many Italians he's ever had on his team. And so I, rem I, forget, who the re I forget who the guy was on the coaching staff. You know, I think it was Sylvester Crooms. It was Sylvester Crooms who coached me in Tampa. I love Sylvester Crooms. He's one of my favorite people of all time. I think he's the first black coach in the history of the SEC. Anyway, so they go, Sills, we want you to come down on a recruiting trip. I'm like, eh, man, I don't know, South, Confederate flags and shit. And I ended up playing in the South anyway at Miami, right? Okay. I'm like, I don't know, man. Confederate flag, the only place I've ever seen that thing was in a, in a school book and on TV, right? So um, I go, okay, uh, what kind of Italian restaurant do you got? He goes, oh, yeah, they serve great pasta, great meatballs. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, I don't eat – I don't to this day eat anyone else's meatballs but my, my wife and my aunt because they're homemade Italian and there's a special ingredients we have, the day-old bread, all that shit, right? We put in the egg, uh, you know, all, all that, you know? So they go hey, – we, we want you to come down. I go, okay, what's the name of the cook? And the, I, the name of the cook at Rome's Italian restaurant in Tuscaloosa was Young Lee. And I went, what was that? <laughs> My grandfather's listening. He goes, yeah, the Italian, the cook at the Italian place, his name is Wong Lee. I went like this, Wong Lee. <laughs> My grandfather goes like this. This guy's got a Chinese guy as the main as the main cook at an Italian restaurant in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and that's where you want to go? Some guy's the cook named Young Lee? <laughs> I go, I don't know, man. This don't look good. Johnny Musso's the only Italian guinea he's ever had on the team. I'm like this, I don't know. <laughs> Need hey, need needless to say, I didn't go on my recruiting trip to Alabama. Because of Wong Lee being the cook at Rome's Italian restaurant in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I was like, I don't think so, man. <laughs> Johnny Musso and Hung Lee. 
<laughs> oh man. Hey, I was like, not working, man. No, I go, coach. Thank you. You know what he did? He sent me one of the coolest letters of all time saying, good luck to you, man. I'll see you in the NFL draft. And I was like, thank you, man. Oh, Hey, Sills, tell your aunt. I said, hey, see, Betty, he likes you. He hates me. <laughs> see, I'm a bet. I'm going to make my aunt watches the show religiously, and she reads all of your comments, just so you know. And she gives me shit for pissing you off. Do you understand that? She gives me shit, not you, me, me. And Betty gives me shit because I aggravate you guys. <laughs> it's crazy. My wife gives me shit because I aggravate. She Let me tell you this. So I went up a couple of minutes ago. My wife goes, why are you being an asshole? <laughs> I go like, really? She goes, you're the most aggravating person at times I've ever known. Oh, maniac. It's it's never ending, man. But it's always been like this way. Hey, Betty sounds like she's on point. Okay, Des. Just so you know, when I used to come home from my college or the NFL or whatever league I was playing ball in, here's my grandfather. Watch this. Sitting at the dinner table. My aunt's going to laugh her ass off when I say this. Watch this. Hey, Dan, just being Dan. Watch it. Here's my grandfather. I'll say nothing. He'll go like this. And I'll, I'll sit there and I'll go, okay, what's this? He goes, I'm waiting for you to start blowing your horn. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to start blowing your horn. My grandfather used to do this at the dinner table to me. Whether I was playing in a national title game, NFL draft, I go, what, you, what is that? He goes, I'm waiting for you to blow your horn. This is going on forever in my life. Or if I start doing this, here's another one. Yeah, you know, my grandfather will start doing this. I go, what are you doing? He goes, I'm playing a swinette. A swinette? He goes, yeah, it's three hairs on a pig's ass. I don't want to hear you crying anymore. <laughs> ah. He's crying. So just so you know, I get shit. Here, my aunt calls me at around 7:30 on the screws every single day. You know, here's how she'll do it too after you guys. She'll think that I'm like aggravating you guys. You know, I'm gonna say this, and I know you won't listen, and I know you don't care, but hey. You know, I'm invested in this company too. So here's my opinion. Why do you have to be such an ass wagon? And she doesn't use that word. My, my aunt doesn't wear red skirts, uh, scarves in churches. You can't say the holy name. Um, she won't talk or swear outside of a church. She stops by the church and says the holy prayer every single day, every day. Okay. I have no idea how I got here. <laughs> and here we are. Let's get back on pace here and let's get back. Hey, I'll get to the, you, let's do the rankings first. Shut up, Brian. I, I, I don't need any more love for my aunt. Okay. Just, okay. I got enough shit coming my way. I'm sure. 
after the first hour of the program. I'm sure I'll take a lot of shit today. Anyway, here's who CBS, NBC, Fox, ESPN has ranked, okay, has ranked as your top quarterbacks in the playoffs, okay? Seals is off his meds. I think I'm rolling towards being a med guy. Ass wagon's a new one. I got a ton of them. They're all silly-o-isms. Welcome to the land of silly-o-ism. Look at CMP. This clown. Hey, Snowflake. Get to the back of the bus with your shit with me. Snowflake, go stand in line. Okay? And when you stand in line, Snowflake, don't let Big Sills start making my name in the snow. How you doing? All right. The networks have ranked the quarterbacks heading into the divisional rounds. (laughs) Number eight. By the way, this isn't Big Sills. This is the networks. Okay? Don't eat yellow snow, CMP. Don't eat yellow snow. That's my tip of the day. Plus, don't eat crackers in bed. How you doing? Here we go. Brock Purdy is the eighth-ranked quarterback, according to the network. 49ers. Number seven. Yeah, national media guys, Brian. National media guys. Daniel Dangs Jones. Number seven. Number six, Trevor Lawrence, Jackson Jill Jaguars. The NFL media has ranked the final eight quarterbacks in the postseason heading into the weekend. Purdy eight, Jones seven, Lawrence six. Now we get to the top five. Number five. is back. Dak Prescott is number five on this list. Number four, the remaining eight quarterbacks in the NFL heading into the divisional round. I'm surprised too. Hey, returns, I'm surprised too. The way they kiss the ass of the Cowboys, I'm surprised Dak ain't higher. Okay? Number four. The man from the city of brotherly love, Jalen Hurts. Number three. By the way, CBS, CBS posted this. Josh Allen, the dynamic one in Buffalo. Number two, Joey Bay. 
Joey B, baby. B! And number one, Patrick Mahomes. So here they are. CBS posted this too. This is not me. This is CBS. Purdy 8, Jones 7, Trevor Lawrence 6, Dak 5, Jalen Hurts 4. Hey, man, shout out to Hawaii. Been to Maui a couple times. Been to Maui. Want to go to the big island. Actually, we love Maui. Maui's my favorite island. And if there were an island near it that I could live on, maybe that volcano that's making a new one, that's going to be Big Sills Isle. Jalen Hurts, number four. Josh Allen, three. Joe Burrow, two. And Patrick Mahomes, one. Dak's throwing six picks this weekend, you think? All right. Let's get into the predictions of these games. I want your help here. By the way, how's that? Oh, hey, hey, Tom Brady, how's that thing looking that you said? You got Byron Leftwich fired, and you kicked Bruce Arians' ass upstairs. How's that whole thing looking now? But you know what? Let me ask you this. Before I start talking shit, it worked, though, right? Brady's time in Tampa was a success. Won a Super Bowl, two division titles, playoffs three years in a row, and the Bucs were relevant again. We, we agree it worked, right? Okay? Who would have thought, though, that Brady had to cash his wife in for that? Brady had to cash his wife in, though. He had to sacrifice his wife. So in Tom Brady's eyes, losing his family was more important than not having three straight playoff runs, two division titles, a conference title, and a Super Bowl. He cashed his wife in. Right? Was it worth him... Get this, Brady's going to look back on that and go like this. Hey, career-wise, it was worth it, personally. And he lost $700 trillion to the pot-smoking kid with fake money, right? Tom Brady and Giselle were playing like a game of Monopoly with some sort of pot-smoking uh, like guy who eats those little Cheez-Its. <laughs> that pot-smoking kid with the bad perm. Right? The pot-smoking kid with the bad perm and the phony money, they're playing Monopoly money, and the kid's smoking pot and on a hookah, and, you know, I mean, and the kid the kid walks around in flip-flops. I don't Nothing wrong with flip-flops, but, you know, you're running a trillion-dollar company. You're telling people to buy phony money. I don't know, man. That's a great bullshit artist. So Tom Brady and Giselle lost, like, half a billion dollars from a pot-smoking hookah dude that eats Cheez-Its in the middle of the night and takes no doze and, 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 and sits on Twitch all night. Pretty cool, man. Got to make it. Hey, that was worth it. <laughs> but the CEO plays Twitch all night. He's on Twitch all night, smoking weed, eating cheese. cheese and no, he's eating ramen noodles and dipping cheese wits. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I don't know where the money is. 
Hey, I wish I could tell my creditors that. Hey, Sills, where's the... I, I, I don't know, man. It's somewhere in space. Hey, call the... I, Called the pothead. He, I, I, I invested, I invested in FTX. Do you even know what it means? Hell no. Does it matter? <laughs> it's not real money. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Right. I, hey, hey, Dak. I don't know where the billion dollars went. What the hell do I look like? Are you kidding me, man? Look at me. Do I look like I know where a billion dollars is? Okay. I'm the guy with a buzz doll. Okay? Okay, man. I mean, look at me. I have a Ken and Barbie set. <laughs> Here are the games this weekend. Let's take a look at them. Dude, that's the greatest thing in the world. See, when you're a conservative, you can't lie. When you're a liberal, you could just go, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's why I'm I'm no I'm not I'm, hey I'm no party affiliated. I I use things to my advantage. <laughs> Who's ever hot? <laughs> I'm like the NFL. What's ever in? I'm in. Right? Sills, where'd your hundred billion go? I don't know, man. I sent it up with I gave it to Elon. Ask him. It's in some sort of satellite over Ukraine. I don't know. Cash is king. Straight cash, homie. Yeah, that's right. Hey, no wonder those folks at New Jack got pissed off. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> yeah, big seals don't deal. Hey, I got a place called Consolidated Garbage. We don't take checks, and there's no refunds. <laughs> and you know what? My, pre my family and I play a game. You know what my, my company name is? In consolidated garbage, it's Vito and Affirmo. <laughs> oh. My 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 company name in consolidated garbage told you no checks, no credit. We only take straight cash. Okay. And my president's name on my card is Vito and Affirmo. Here we go, Saturday games. <laughs> Saturday games. Jacksonville at Kansas City. Let's hear what you guys have to say here. What do you think? NBC game, by the way. What happens in this game? What happens in this ball game? Jacksonville goes to Kansas City. Two former Eagle head coaches. Andy's going for another Super Bowl, and so is Doug going for another Super Bowl. Um, Jay goes, what the hell's wrong with you? <clears throat> Jay, if I knew that, Okay, many of my problems would have been taken care of years ago. Kansas City covers Chiefs thirty-two twenty-eight. Wow, look at look at what you just said, Des. I've got Kansas City thirty-three twenty-nine. You got thirty-two twenty-eight. I got thirty-three twenty-nine and a nail biter. Jay, you think this is a blow? Kansas City by three. I got them by four. Jags pull upset. Wow. Jag, Jags pull up said, I got Kansas City winning this game. What do you, hey, Tone, uh, post it for me, man. Who you got in this ball game? Kansas City by 10? Could be. Brian's got upset alert. Trevor Lawrence is 42 and 0 on a Saturday. I'm assuming from high school, college, and the pros. Maniacs got 31 30. 
Joe, 30-27 Eagles. That's kind of where I'm at, 33-29. Yeah, man. I think this is like, turnovers are going to be a big factor in this game. Kansas City, 28-24, four-point difference like I got here. Last second field goal, done wins. First win against Reed after 0-4. Maniac, can you believe it if Doug gets to the – if Doug gets to the AFC championship game in his first year after that whole train wreck of a of a mess with Urban Meyer, can you imagine if he gets there? Good grief. Yeah, I got 33-29. Kansas City wins it, pulls it out. Um Sunday. Cincinnati Buffalo. Let me give you guys, before you say, okay? Auto service guys, Jags on the upset. Man, a lot of people like that. Man, that would be incredible, Yale. Doug gets to the conference title game in his first year in Jacksonville after the Eagles ripped that team apart early in the year. We were all like this. That guy's a long way to go. He fixed this shit inside the season. It's incredible, man. Listen here, Maniac, watch this, though. So Cincinnati is playing with almost backup O-linemen in this game. Are they going to be able to protect Joe Burrow in Buffalo? There's some big injuries in the Bengal O-line that I think are significant here. I think that's going to be... I think that's going to be the difference maker here. Now, look, a year ago, a, a year ago, he was able to overcome that. He's going to have to do it again. He's going to get hit. You know, I mean, he's this guy's going to get hit in this ball game. I got Cincinnati upsetting Buffalo. I don't trust Allen not to turn the ball over. Let, let's let's go to what. What 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 you all have said to me and what I have said to you about Josh Allen. I'm gonna tell you who I'm picking here in a minute. Um, there's no question. When he runs outside the perimeter and he gets outside the edges and he's got that ball in one hand, bro, that's not ball security. Or when he's in the pocket, there's a little wentz to him in there. Strip sacks. We see a lot of that. Remember what I told you? Hey, Tone, remember this. Dude, you wouldn't have to worry about home field advantage if you secured the football in that Viking game. Everything would have been a moot point. You would have won home field, home field advantage, but you shit the bed because of lack of ball security. That's the one thing that Jalen Hurts does better than any quarterback in the NFL. He doesn't throw high percentage pass turnover plays, and he protects the football. It's been the key to the success of the Eagles this year. Yes, you can have all these elite passers throw the ball 700 times, 500 times more than Jalen. Jalen's not going to go into, watch this, he'd rather run himself on third and eight than pass it on third and eight. And some would say, well, then he's not an elite passer. No, because he's elite. Guys, Jalen Hurts is becoming more effective and more efficient in more of a good quarterback on first and second down. You know why? They fear what he can do on third and long. 
not with his arm, with his legs. And if you pray, and if you come up on him, and you have to defend him breaking down the perimeter, what happens? AJ and Devontae are wide open in the middle of the field. That's how that offense works. It's a chess match that Jalen plays with you. Jalen would rather go like this. I'm going to run. How many times did we watch? Remember what you guys showed me? Eagles are fourth on third down this year. Fourth in the league. First in ball security when it comes to turnovers. You can't be beat. You can't be beat when you're that effective on third down and you don't turn it over. You can't be beat. And you're second in the league in rushing. That's... That's a remedy to get run off the football field and on top of that, run the clock out on you. They're so great at that, Philly. Allen's not. Look, his arm is amazing. His ability to throw the ball, he runs like um, Andrew Luck. I have a problem with that because Luck had a seven-year career. He was out of the league in seven years. He's rolling towards that himself. So, as get, by the way, he's 14 and three. Remember something, Tone. We're not talking about a guy's nine and seven here. With the playoff win, he's 14 and three. He's got 17 touchdowns. Even with the turnovers he had in that last game, his turnover differential to touchdowns is 17 to three. It's the highest in NFL history. Skylar Thompson, though. Almost beat him. Skylar Thompson, it sounds like that guy should be on table nine at the Million Dollar Saloon in Dallas stripping on table Tyler Thompson? It's a stripper's name. And he almost beat him. The key is going to be if Cincinnati can protect Joe. If they can, there is an upset here. There is an upset here. Okay. Dude, he's so gifted. Ken Dorsey's got to keep an eye on this. I've got Buffalo winning this game 34-31. I think it's going to be a shootout. Nobody's going to be out of the game. You know, it could be like a 27-7 halftime game. Don't, don't turn the channel. It's a CBS game. Don't turn the channel because these teams are going to come back on one another here. And it's going to be a fourth quarter high-scoring football game. Close game. Um, I, I think 34-31, Buffalo, they pull it out because they're at home. By the way, that kid Hines in special teams is spectacular. I can't believe he didn't make the – I can't believe he didn't make the all-pro team. I mean, every time I watch the Buffalo Bills, this guy's giving them good field position or scoring touchdowns. He's a great special teams player. I'd love to have him in Philly. Dallas-San Francisco. What do you got? It's a Fox game, by the way, and it's a Sunday night game. You know if you know what really sucks about this? So you have the biggest media market in the entire country in New York and Philly, the best team in the NFC, and you put them on a Saturday night so that you could put the Cowboys and the Niners on at primetime Sunday night giving them the opportunity to have the most visibility and the biggest rated game of the weekend. 
It shows you what Fox thinks of you. You're the better team. You've been that way all year. But once again, they don't want you in the Super Bowl. They want the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. You know why they put the Cowboys on Sunday night? Because they don't believe the Cowboys are going to go past this game here with San Francisco. That's why. Okay? So they're going to maximize the ratings for the Cowboys. Um, they're going to they're gonna maximize they're maximizing the ratings for the Cowboys as much as they possibly can. And I know you guys in Philly don't give a shit about that, but it's just such a slap in the face. You know, I was always taught if you were on the best team, then you get the best primetime spots. I mean, the Cowboys won their first. Do you know that was the first win on the road for the Cowboys since 1992 in San Francisco of all places? I mean, right? Dallas, San Francisco. What do you guys got? San Francisco for the route, Auto says. So again, Dan, is the NFL scripted? In the way they in the way they put the games on, they are. In the way. Okay. Hey man. Cow- hey, 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 dude. I know that you guys don't want it, and you guys probably can't say Dallas Cowboys with the win against the Niners. Some of you are probably having a very difficult time saying that. But if you had an NFC championship game in Philadelphia between the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, I think 50 million-plus people would watch that. I think there'd be 50 million people. It'd be a great moment for Jalen. I, I, it would be 50 million people north of that. 30 million watch that train wreck of a game on Monday night. I mean, you, 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 you could have 55 million, something like 50, 55 million people. 30.6 watch that game Monday night. You got Cowboys and Eagles. Man, okay. I've got San Francisco winning 27-26. I want to see Dallas do it again. I don't – I trust Jalen Hurts five times more than I trust Dak. I, I, I want to see Dak do it again. Hey, Dak may have had a great playoff moment. Moment. You hear me? Moment. Moment. But he hasn't had a great postseason ever. Okay. Jalen Hurts is still infantile. You can't, you can't judge a dude off of one game. 0 and 1, so. Okay. Look at look at look at Elway. What was Elway? 0-3 in Super Bowl play until they win those final two. Dak has had a moment. Yeah, Daniel Jones has had a moment. That's why, Brian, I've been saying all week long, I want to see that dude do it again. I want to see him do it again. It was a brilliant game. But I want to see him do it again. Okay? And by the way, Brock Purdy's also. Dude, surely the magic runs out of the hourglass eventually. Or is this thing going to be a Nick Foles? So you trust Hurts over Dak? Absolutely. Dak? Dak blows out a shitty team that shouldn't even been in the postseason. 
And Jalen's on the best team in the NFL right now. Come on, man. Hey, as much as I'm critical of things, you got to look and got to speak the truth. 27-26. Hit the like button. Keep it here. I will wrap up talking a little bit more and resetting Giants and Eagles and what I see playing out Saturday night. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Show. 
with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. National Football Show. Rent's due tomorrow. Rent's due. Woo! Hey! All the hopes and dreams um, are on display tomorrow. Isn't that great? When you're a confident and good football team, you embrace that shit. You don't run from it. Nobody on the planet wants to run from that. You run to that. The great teams run to it. Let's go play 60 minutes of football, man. Let's go out and let's prove to everyone who we are. See, I think the Eagles have a chip on their shoulder. Great regular season record. Quarterback's a dual threat guy. Nobody's talking in Philly about a contract extension yet. I'm not saying they won't. Can he do it? Sucked last year against the Bucks. I'd, I'd, I'd go from that angle. I wouldn't come from the angle, hey, they're all going to give us their A game. That's expected. You're the best roster. And I get this. You know what's not changed here for me from the first game of the season to right now? I've always told you this, and every one of you out there can say this. You may not have – the best roster, but you have the deepest. And you are going to have the war of attrition on your side all year. Did that pan out? Correct. What has happened is players like Hassan Reddick, James Bradbury, CJ, had career years. Do you understand free agents don't have career years in their first stop? How many times have you seen guys go to new places and you're like, Man, like when you watch Odell Beckham go to Cleveland, Vicky played well there, right? Every single time a free agent goes somewhere, you never go like, that's what made Tom Brady what he did. This guy wins a Super Bowl on a Zoom call. I mean, Zoom calls. Hey, guys, we got to run here, Zoom here, Zoom there. I mean, the pan- in the middle of a pandemic, this guy's sending love letters. Oh, we got, hey, I really love you. You're my guy. Let's Zoom tonight together. You're sitting on a Zoom call. You're talking Zoom. Hey, I love you, Bob. Hey, John, I love you. Hey, you're, you know, you're like, like, like you're the Partridge family. You're sitting there in those whole things, and you're telling everybody, I'm, I love you. Oh, my God. When's the Super Bowl? That's freaky, stupid, crazy great. It's unbelievable. How about when you guys had your super dream team with Vin... With, with Vince Young and Nambi Asamoa and all that, how'd that pan out? Those guys all, in year three, it was terrible. Cost old Chipper his job. That's why he's now looking at the skirts at UCLA. I mean, and how he was able to come out of the broom closet. Is it safe? You know the movie Marathon Man? Is it safe? 
I don't know. Is it safe? What do you mean? Is it safe? Is it safe to come out of the broom closet? Yeah, Howie, it's safe. Don't worry. You're my boy. I got you. I'm firing Doug. Don't worry. Tears won't be all you. Don't worry about it. I got you. Here's how I see this thing playing out, man. Dying Jones is not the key to stopping on Saturday night. It's Saquon. Keep him contained. Don't let him have any freedom. And it's going to come down to the two interior tackles. Now, here's on Jonathan Gannon. Do you bring the backers up most? Do you bring the backers up here? And do you crowd the line of scrimmage, leaving a giant hole in the middle of the field because your linebackers can't cover tight ends? That kid last week did a hell of a job. That is an impact that Saquon can have without touching the ball. You feel me? That Saquon doesn't have to touch the ball for him to be a factor if you see alignment changes. If there's no alignment change, they're going to wait and see how it plays out because you know what Gannon does. Gannon's not an attacking defensive coordinator. He's a wait-and-see coordinator. Let's see how they're doing. Remember, Jonathan Gannon, after all these weeks, Here's his fundamental personality and how his teams operate since he's been a coordinator for two years. He believes you're going to make a mistake. And by the way, I have to agree with him. I think Jonathan Gannon's going to do this. He's going to have very little changes, but he doesn't believe that New York can come into Philadelphia on Saturday night and run a 14-play drive against them without making a critical offsides, illegal procedure, holding, or pick. He thinks somewhere in that 12-play drive, Jones will F up. And he's been right pretty much the whole time since the 2-5 and five start. That's why I say I want to see Daniel Jones do it again. If Daniel Jones does it again, you're looking at a guy who may get a three-, four-year contract extension, or if they franchise him, he – from going from a guy where the Giants didn't pick up the option to $46.3 million is what the projected tag is going to be for a quarterback. So he goes basically from $1.4 million or $2.3 million to $46.3 because of that game on Saturday. Two playoff wins? Even if he blows up in the NFC title game, he would have done his job because then the Giants would have went like this. Let me go get DeAndre Hopkins for him. See what he could do with DeAndre Hopkins. Did you see what A.J. Brown did for Jalen? What do you think DeAndre Hopkins, and maybe bringing back Odell Beckham as a two? Then you're talking about Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham, and DeAndre Hopkins in the offense, and you draft some old linemen? I got the Eagles 30-28 in this ballgame. Um, I think they win it, just like they did in 17 in a close one then it's going to be the 49ers, in my opinion, in the NFC title game at Lincoln Financial next weekend. And what a moment that's going to be. I can't wait for Monday. I can't wait for Saturday. It's going to be a championship weekend. God bless all of you. I got Xander in my prayers with his, with his puppy, man. I'm an animal guy out the wazoo. So, hey, man, hey, Xander, if you're watching, man, you know how much I love you. Tone, you are my Mariano Rivera. You are great. 
you have passion for what you do. God bless. I'm so privileged to have you with us here each and every single time when you're here with us and when you step in with us. We love all you guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday going three to six, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.